Are you my baby? No. Oh. Are you my best friend? No. Oh. Do you love me? No. Oh. Are you my baby? No. Oh. Do you love mommy? No. Oh. No. Are you my little man? No. Therapy. Season 3 of Therapy. This episode of Therapy is brought to you by Editor Derek. I, my first question is, why did you quit? Because it sounds like maybe there's a little bit of drama there, and I do love <laughs> Yes. Okay, so um, you're familiar with the Joe Rogan podcast, right? Yes. Are you a Are fan? You a fan? Are, <laughs> buy me a Coke. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Oh, I mean, okay. I mean, I'm not not a fan, if that makes sense. So it's like the way that I treat the Joe Rogan experience is the same way I treat um, that show, The Hot Ones, you know? It's like, I don't care about it unless somebody is on it that I care about, you know? Yeah, that's fascinating. <laughs> I am not a fan. I will say that I'm not a fan because of some stories I've heard secondhand and like some things I've read online. Mm -hmm. But I have, I listened to the one podcast with Elon Musk. Or I think there were two, but I just saw one. Mm -hmm. And then I feel so like one time I saw Miley Cyrus maybe oh my god she was so good on there i do love money she is pretty incredible so here's where um we're gonna like get into the weeds and we're gonna like roll around in the mud so the same way in which like i would respect your expertise on law because like you passed okay, the bar, sure. i also just so happen to have like stumbled upon a bachelor of science in journalism right so okay. when when people tell me that I don't like this person because like I heard this thing secondhand, like I have to dig into that. No, because right. nine times out of 10, nine times out of 10, actually it's more than nine times out of 10. I was being generous for some reason. I don't even <laughs> know why. Um, people always, people always tell me, I don't like this person because of this thing. And it's almost always not even true. <laughs> yeah, that's like, that's good. been happening. So one of the smartest people I've ever met in my life, I see him probably every other week and he's so smart and he's always telling me things that he's upset about that aren't real and it's exhausting yeah that's <laughs> but, so interesting yeah tell me what you heard about joe rogan <laughs> you know i'm so hesitant now because i'm like well <laughs> what i think could be wrong and also, I'm like trying to learn how to get away from, I think that um, there's a lot of like cancel culture stuff happening everywhere all the time, mm -hmm. which is pretty exhausting. It's just like hard to be on the internet without like the call outs and then it's so much. I agree. And also like, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't want to like do that really long like preamble so I could be <laughs> like, I can't wait for you to tell me some shit so I can tell you that it's fucking wrong. <laughs> Um, yeah, I want you to tell me because it's also possible that it could be totally true. And then we just have like a disagreement as far as like how severe this thing actually is. So just tell me. And if it's like something that is completely fabricated to the point where I'm like, did she get this shit from the onion? Then we'll just cut it entirely. <laughs> it doesn't even matter. So yeah. like, just tell me what you heard. It's not that big of a deal. My understanding is that Joe Rogan is maybe, um, like I, and not this specifically, but a little bit of a conspiracy theorist in maybe like the flat earth realm i feel like i've heard some stuff about like aliens which i'm not saying that there are no aliens 
I'm mm -hmm. a huge advocate. The universe is huge. Huge. So no idea. Um, and I think also just more generally speaking, I don't know how respectfully he talks about things that involve or talks about things with women. Ah. Yes. That, I mean, honestly, that's like totally fair. So three things. One, oh, yeah. one. flat earth. I've listened to enough Joe Rogan to know that he doesn't think the earth is flat. So whatever, sure, okay. that, 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 that doesn't matter. Um, two, uh, conspiracy theories. Two. The guy is smoking weed every time I see him. So like, I feel almost like the Venn diagram is almost a circle, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just judging people that smoke a lot of weed, but I don't even smoke like weed ever. I don't even know why I was trying to like, I, I literally don't smoke weed. Like, like I don't. But when I did, I could come up with some theories. These things just happen. Your, your brain yeah. starts working funny. Oh, no. Um, yeah. As far as the um, potential misogyny, three. that is... Oh, God. That is such a weird word to use. I was going to say subjective, and that is so mean, it feels like. <laughs> it is so not sometimes but like it just depends on the circumstance right so like let's say for example um you know who matt rife is yeah i actually was just thinking about how this same conversation comes up in comedy all the time exactly so i'm interested to know how you feel about this matt rife opened up his netflix special with a joke about domestic violence which personally i found to be like uh, <laughs> you don't have to do that. It's so easy to be funny without like mocking people that have been like beaten down by their spouse, you know, I don't know. Um, but I can also recognize that even though I don't like the joke, I also would be dishonest if I didn't acknowledge that it is a joke. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think, oh yeah, no, absolutely. It It, it wasn't... I think that the problem is that it's just so tired, like it's so overdone and you want to be a successful comedian. I feel like you could have done better. Like you got a huge following on TikTok. You could have written something that was really clever. Yeah. That really made people laugh in a way that wasn't like punching down, which I think is sort of the consensus that I've come to like make your jokes, but just like punch up. And even that yeah. gets tired. There are like a lot of, I love stand up, So this was like a little bit of a soapbox, but I feel like there are a lot of women who like, you know, get on a special and then they just like hate on men the whole time. And it's, yeah. some of it's funny. Some of it's really funny, but it's like the yeah. whole, the whole special. Yeah. Well, sometimes I love, I also love stand up. We're going to be best friends. I just, I just found out. <laughs> I just discovered this. So I I love um I love art and I love finding how people are artful and what they do. I just my first Zoom type interview like this was with a musician, uh AG mm -hmm. Sully, and we talked about, you know, the art of podcasting and we talked about the art of her making songs. I also find stand-up comedy to be a bit of an art um if it's being done well. Mm -hmm. And when I, first of all, I want to get this out of the way because I'm pretty sure you're going to agree with it. 
I was like an early Matt Rife hater. So I just like to like take a victory lap because <laughs> I knew he sucked. Like mm -hmm. I knew so fast. The first like five or six videos I saw of him was just all this crowd work bullshit. Mm -hmm. And I was like, he didn't write any of this stuff. He's just like the funniest friend that you know, yeah. that is like good at like riffing off yeah. stuff. In that sense, him and I are on the same level of comedy because yeah. I'm quick witted and shit. But yeah. the art of the art of comedy is in the writing, in the setup, in the punchline, in the in the gauging the audience, in the reading the room. And mm -hmm. when he starts this Netflix special with this joke that everybody hates, it strikes me as somebody that like doesn't understand the art, which is weird because he's been doing it for a really long time. Mm -hmm. But I think he has benefited from like his you face, know, like how he looks and stuff. Yeah. You get it. And the TikTok shit. You feel me? Oh, no, absolutely. That was, I think, like one of the best comedy takes I've heard in a while. Because wow. it is, I, I do feel like, yeah, I feel like we should probably share an appreciation. I'm curious about, well, first of all, before I forget, there is a new Netflix special with, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a woman comedian. Um, and I can't remember what it's called. I think it's like Get On Your Knees or something. And it like just came out. Nice. It's, incredible it's almost like poetry in a way which sounds so ridiculous but she just absolutely kills it like it's such a unique delivery curious if you watched inside though of course i did and of yeah. course i have a million thoughts on it and we could talk about it for the next four hours yeah. if you want oh, um i'm still rocked by it bo burnham yeah do you also watch the uh inside outtakes i did it didn't hit the same way but you know, that's okay. They, that makes they sense. were incredible. One of the things that I took from that was he obviously had a bit where he was mocking Joe Rogan, which I thought was hilarious. Mm -hmm. Where it's just like guys podcasting about like being guys and like mm -hmm. also how art is comedy and like how people just don't get it and mm -hmm. shit like that, which I like really appreciated because yeah. it's like a very fine balance between comedy is art and also like the world needs comedians like what would what would it be without us we're the true we're the true true tellers and like that shit is lame yeah. but you can like have an appreciation for it without being like i don't know what i would do in a world without joe rogan like it's gonna be like it's not that deep <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. but yeah i think i think what bo burnham does is like really important and i hope he makes more stuff what was your take from the from inside I think it was heartbreaking and interesting and so unique and compelling. And it really felt like, I don't know, somebody was talking about important things in a way that was like it respected the heaviness, but then also it was, there was some comedic relief, which I think is necessary to get through the day to day. Yeah, I found the, um, I found him diving into the process behind um, content creation to be like the most fascinating thing for me, especially as somebody that was rarely do I consume other people's art and then like it actually inspires me to do something like better myself. And inside was one of those things because once upon a time I used to spend three hours on a 20 minute episode, which sounds insane but it was because of two things one because i was actually having a good time and i just care about the show but also because like i hadn't 
developed the skill enough to like be more efficient in creating the show. Like for example, today I saw something funny on Facebook. Um, it was from spoiler alert, editor Derek cut this. We'll see. So there is this, <laughs> there's this post on Facebook where this guy on Twitter runs this account that is basically rooted in toxic masculinity. And it's one of those things that you see online where you're like, I don't know if this is like just a really long bit or if he's like being serious. That's one of the saddest things about the internet for me. Yeah. But, yeah. but um, the post was basically like, get it together, my guy. <laughs> you should never, you should never give a woman head. <laughs> That is submissive. <laughs> it, uh, whatever. It's, it's, it's going to come out tomorrow morning. It's really funny. But like, I saw that and I was like, this is great. So I immediately found this Twitter account and then I found like four or five more tweets of theirs that I was like, this sucks. This is terrible. Oh my God. It's actually not a bit. This is crazy. Some people just, some people just hate women. Let's go. And I knocked out like a 10 minute show in under an hour. Wow. And it, I know that sounds silly. It's like, it still took him an hour to do a 10 minute show, <laughs> but you know how much goes into like the oh, yeah. show that I do. So for me, that was big. And the only reason I'm able to do that now is because I saw kind of, the beautiful disaster that was the inside Netflix special. And I was like, what we're doing, what I'm doing deserves a certain level of care and passion, mm -hmm. but you can also see the dangerous side of it. Somebody recording something 900 times over and over again to get like the perfect take or the perfect bit. And that's something that I struggled with too. That's why some of those episodes used to take three hours instead of one, because I was like, I didn't say this right. I wasn't close enough to the microphone. This isn't even funny. The timing is like one second off. Like, is Editor Derek even necessary for this bit? Why don't I just trust myself when I'm making this joke? Like, does this deserve a soundbite? I have to find the perfect soundbite. This soundbite doesn't even apply. People don't even know this reference. I should just make whatever <laughs> reference I want. It's my show. Like, that's not a healthy way to create anything. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's like the main thing that I took from inside. I was like, I feel seen, hmm. you know? I'm yeah. curious as, as somebody that, I don't know, do you do art? Um. You know, probably not as much as I should or as I want to. Um, no, no. I mean, I cook, I guess. That's probably like the most creative expression thing that I do on sort of the daily. Hmm. Do you think that you're artful with your cooking? I Yeah, actually I do. What part? Um, I mean, the whole thing. I feel like it takes some, I, did you, have you ever seen Ratatouille? Oh, oh hell yeah. yeah. My wife and I were just talking about Ratatouille like a month or two ago because yeah. um, there's that specific scene where he like takes a bite and it like flashes back to like his childhood. <laughs> and I think that's like the best scene of the movie because it's like, that's what you're looking for in like a dish. It's not like how it tastes, but it's like where it takes you or something. Yeah, no, I mean, just like that. Yeah, no, food is so romantic. I feel like it, like, there was, a, I don't know, for some reason I have a montage in my mind where they're either cooking or they're eating something and there's like music playing and colors and it's like associated with what they're doing and it feels like a dance. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, I feel like cooking for me is definitely, you know, you start to get to know spices and you're tasting something from start to finish and it's like a whole exploration and adventure. 
That's awesome. Yeah, I feel like um, I think if I viewed cooking more like art, then I would probably actually do it. That's my problem. <laughs> like for somebody who like one of the things they're living by is just trying to have fun. I see cooking as like a chore. And yeah. so that's why I don't do it. Like, it's not fun to yeah. me. Um, we try to do like HelloFresh. Mm. And for me, it's just like when I see something is supposed to take 20 minutes and then and then it takes me 40 minutes to do it like I, I hate that like it makes me feel useless like it's yeah. I don't think they realize how much that affects somebody's self-esteem because it's like they're they're basically like the entire reason this industry exists this whole deliver you food thing for so you can cook it is because it's supposed to be so simple that like a child could do it mm -hmm. and they're like they're like any fucking idiot could do this in 20 minutes. So if I don't do it in 20 minutes, I'm like, uh oh, uh, damn, hell, oh, uh, oh, fuck it. You know? Did you like when you were growing up? Were you a perfectionist? Would you say? Mm. Do you feel like a perfectionist now? That is a great question. No one's ever asked me that before in my entire life. Really? Um. I don't know if it's going to help you, but I can tell you, I have never, ever thought about the time that they list on recipes and <laughs> use that as a metric. And it, that is just me, but not once, except if like if I'm baking, then, you know, you have to measure time. But even that is super flexible and I don't care. So okay. that's really interesting to me. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> that is like the most eloquent way of saying, like, I think it's a you problem. <laughs> So basically, I'm not a perfectionist, but people like to use the term competitive, I think, in a very loose way, um, because I think that I think that the foundation of somebody that's competitive is like if you play a really hard fought, let's say you're playing football, right? And you lose a game 35 to 33 and it went into overtime. Somebody that is competitive, even if they lost that game, might have appreciated the competition. Um, I do not feel that way. So I don't think I am a competitive person. I think I like winning and yeah. I don't like losing. I Do you understand the difference there? Does that make sense? Oh, no, absolutely. We, I, okay. we play a lot of board games at my house mm -hmm. um, and I do have a problem with losing. So yeah, I, I see the distinction. And it, okay. it, you just apply it to um, a good thing. To cooking for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> because for me, if it says it takes 20 minutes, if it takes more than 20 minutes, I lost. I don't care yeah. how good it tastes. It's like, I'm a dum-dum now. Um, so <laughs> it doesn't matter how good this food tastes. I'm an idiot. And I, um, and I don't want to speak for you, but at least I feel this way. It's like, I think I'm a smart person. So, and I don't like when, when things make me feel dumb. I think that yeah. you're a smart person. So you probably don't like to feel stupid, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cooking makes me feel dumb, so I don't want to do it. So it's that's kind of a fair reason. Absolutely. No pressure by any means. <laughs> like, just to be clear, I'm not trying to convince you to cook more no, or check no. or or check your credit score. Like it's fine. <laughs> just, just do you. Um <laughs> you good. have you've uh you've referenced your partner. Yes. Have you been have you been intentionally vague about them or do you always just say my partner? My partner. Um, okay. I usually just say my partner. Why? Interesting. I have found, and I could be wrong, that oftentimes when women refer to their partner as my partner, it's usually a girl. Oh, no. It, this is a man. 
<laughs> okay. As a man. <laughs> yep. Um, no, I do think though that I, hmm, now I'm like, I have, I think in the past I, I transitioned um, into saying my partner, partly because I think there was some like social media discourse about it. But then also uh, I developed the realization that I was bisexual. So it just made more sense to me with oh. my school to be vague. That actually makes sense. Um, so when I was fundraising in the great city of Nashville, nice. um, my boss was constantly telling us that we shouldn't refer to people. Like we shouldn't say like, hello, ladies, because... Mm -hmm. Because Nashville is a more progressive place and you're more likely to run in somebody, into somebody that has uh, potentially transitioned or something sure. like that. And it might not be as easy to tell. So because of that, um, some people at my job huh, <laughs> found this to be like insane. They're like, Ooh. you should just be able to tell. I, why are we even having this conversation? Which I think <laughs> is like such a silly thing to get upset about, but whatever. Yeah. Um, and we were... I very um I don't know how to what's what's a what's a good synonym for uh sassy? Mm. Narky? Yeah. Uh harsh uh, curt? I don't know. Yeah. I I just like saying sassy, but I, I've just <laughs> hung out with dudes my whole life and every time I say it, they're like, how dare you use such a word? I now realize that's not my problem. So basically <laughs> I got sassy with this dude, right? And I was like, it's actually not very hard to refer to people as they or them, regardless of whether you are absolutely certain of like who they are just by looking at them from 30 yards away. Because if somebody lost their keys, you'd be like, where are those keys? Where are they? Yeah. I lost, I lost them. So it's not that you're incapable of doing it. You're just being lame, you know? Yeah. No, it's wild. And also there's um there's a documentary that I watched a couple years ago. Wow, it must have been like five or seven years ago. It's a while, but it has, I mean, it, it features a bunch of people who are transgender and they talk about their experience. And I just like, I can't imagine feeling so uncomfortable in my skin that I literally go through like a, I don't know, a transition or I want to like identify myself in a way that other people are hostile about i just feel like it takes a lot of bravery which is cool it does i'll never forget this i got absolutely slam dunked on so hard one time on social media because okay. like because like i was i was a little bigoty boy um and i don't sure. <laughs> just realize how like how funny those words sound together it, it almost sounds like i'm calling myself chunky but i meant like <laughs> i'm not tolerant <laughs> So, um, I don't remember what the context was, but I somehow along the lines, editor Derek, like, please be chill about this. So I, um, uh, one way or the other, mm -hmm. I was like, I think being gay is a choice, right? Like, that's just, that's just like a belief that I held when I was like, I think maybe 14, 15. You're terrible. And you're cooked. This girl, mm -hmm. you know what? What? Say it. Leave it in. Uh, her name is April. Uh huh. April. Right. And she commented on my status, and she was like, "If you think being gay is a choice, then you should just like try it sometime." And I was like, "Huh? Fuck!" <laughs> <laughs>
I was like, oh, wow, that's a really good, good take. So I just deleted the status. I was like, she won. I got nothing. I got nothing for that, dude. I don't know. And then I just like, I went to school the next day and like I saw her and she saw me and I was like, I ain't gonna lie, I'm getting cooked. I don't know. I, you, you win. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I like when I, when I think about it that way, um, in terms of the LGBTQ community, I'm just like, I can't imagine what it's like to be these people because like I couldn't do it if I tried, which makes mm -hmm. me come to like inevitably come to the conclusion that maybe they're not trying. Maybe yeah. it's just actually them, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Hot take, yeah. I guess. I don't know. No, that's such a good like story about, you know, teenage growth. Cause that is such a like, I don't know, it feels like a sort of angsty teenage thing to believe. You're like, yeah. nah, it's a choice. I don't know. That's just so simple and eloquent. That was really, really fun. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that was the first time I really got owned like that online, and it was and it was like usually some sometimes like I think that I'm smart enough to where if somebody is beating me in an argument, I might be able to like pick apart like I don't know either their grammar or their delivery <laughs> or the fact that like they're just being a little bit too mean about it, yeah. but like she was just like so concise about it. It was like it was like uh, Greta Thunberg's response to Andrew Tate that one time. Mm -hmm. Um, I made a whole episode about it and now I can't even remember what it was but you, you remember what it was Yeah. and it's just um, I think that some people in the same way that I went way too hard trying to convince people that I didn't steal from Wendy's I think sometimes <laughs> people are doing too much work to prove like a very simple point and sometimes yeah. that's how they lose arguments because they get like lost in the sauce you feel me? Yeah no absolutely oh. I'm saying this like you probably didn't learn this in law school <laughs> No, I mean, actually, I was, um, no, I was just thinking about so much. I do remember the Greta Thunberg thing. I always want to say Greta Gerwig, who was the Barbie director. And I know it's wrong, but every time. Sucker for the alliteration, I guess. I feel like we've been building, like, incredible rapport throughout this conversation. Uh, are you in the mood to argue about Barbie for a bit? Ooh, I don't know if we're going to argue. Okay, so um, how did you feel about the movie? Sure, so. Hey, it's editor Derek. I have been given the great privilege of doing outros from now on. I think it only makes sense considering I'm editing the show and then I'm doing the outro. I don't do the outros live when I'm with the person. That would be weird. So here I am. If you enjoy what you're listening to and you appreciate the amount of effort that I put into editing the shows, I would really appreciate your support. I put a link to the Cash App and a link to the Venmo in the description of this show. Any and all support that is given via these links will go directly into creating a better show, whether it be equipment, um, I am editing these podcasts on a 10-year-old MacBook. I am using uh, a, like, $13 Bluetooth mouse. Like, we're really getting it out of the mud. Uh, so the fact that we're able to bring you what I believe to be a quality show, considering the circumstance. I mean, I don't have a studio. I'm just in my apartment. Um, we're really doing the best we can with what we have. But if you want to give any amount any support is appreciated thank you so much again to sierra for coming on and providing great content for the show welcome to the dare verse love you mean it enjoy the outro
Best case scenario, Joe Biden.